Hello and welcome to the Beauty Inside Out podcast. We are a sister platform with a unique magazine and membership platform called Ask Us Beauty Magazine. We collaborate with authentic beauty experts to grow brand awareness and help educate consumers so they can make informed decisions about all things beauty, wellness, inspiration, directly from the source. We do this by providing high content with real influencers to celebrate the people, the authors, the products, procedures, and services that they produce so lovingly, and that the everyday woman can choose for themselves what beauty means to them both inside and out. Today, my special guest is Elizabeth Conte. She is the author of Finding Jane, and we're so happy to have an opportunity to talk with her because there, if there's anything that we need right now is distraction. I, I know all of you listening to this will agree. Don't watch the news, read a great book. And I wanna tell you about Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth is a writer of novels, poetry and short, short stories. She is a native Californian where she lives with her husband and almost out of the house college kids. <laughs> When she isn't riding, you'll find her in her garden, walking her dog, Winston, the only one who will sit and listen to her reading out loud <laughs> or mixing up a cocktail. She oh, prefers no. whiskey above all else. Her love for riding is only equal to her love of gardening. So her book, Finding Jane, is a bit been described a bit like Pride and Prejudice meets the time traveler's wife. This is a tale of love, honor, and even scandal. And it will test <laughs> the course of destiny for two souls in search of each other. If only time wasn't between them. And this is about time travel, which is so fascinating to me. So I, I was intrigued by the book, even though I'm not a lover of romance novels. And and we're talking, welcome, 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 Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank so you. glad to have you on. Thanks. Because we were just chatting about, you know, love and romance. And this is, it is a, it is a love and, and, and it's a love story. It's a love story. But it's really set in a modern day. And there's some kind of a, shall we say, portal that happens <laughs> and she finds herself awake in a field and she's not awake but somebody else finds her and it it goes into a different century so tell us a little bit about the beginning or give us a little few snippets of the book I'm in the middle of it and I can't put it down I was just telling her I am just it's so I want to just just read and not do anything else, but I have to work. So, <laughs> so well, I before I go to bed at night and then like last night, it was one o'clock in the morning. So tell us a little bit about the book and where the inspiration came from. Um, well, the, you know what, some people ask me that all the time. I'm like, I have no idea because stories come to me and they literally just come to me. And I get this urge to write and I have these characters that talk to me. So once the story comes to my head, it starts developing and I'm living in a different world. And I say to people, I say, 
you know, they'll talk to me in the car. They'll talk to me in the shower. They'll talk to me at night. And I, I'm like, stop talking because I can't write right now. So it's like I, I enter this other world that they're living in. And so I can see everything and I just start writing. So this story, you know, I honestly, I don't know where it came from. It was just something that was in my head. And once I started writing, it just kind of um, happened um, unto itself. Okay. But, um, Stop, stop, yeah. stop. You're you're burying the whole <laughs> lead on this question. I gotta tell you, because that's not how most writers come up with ideas. I don't think so. I uh, think that they you don't that, think we're all kind of um schizophrenic? <laughs> yeah, yes. No, no, no. I'm I'm not saying you're schizophrenic. Maybe, maybe you're kind of channeling. I don't know. I mean, well, I can I tell you a little story about that? Yeah. I when I wrote this book, and you'll you'll note it, I had never visited England when I wrote this book. And you know how descriptive I am. Yes, yeah, um, you are. So really. when I finally went to England, I sat back and I said, what the hell? I described it exactly the way it is. And I hadn't visited. And I do think I kind of channel, maybe it's a past life thing. I, you know, I don't know. That's um, if I'm meeting these people or seeing these people or seeing what's happening, maybe I've lived another time. I don't know, but yeah. it, I have an I imagination. Think that's fascinating. That. I think it's so fascinating. And I did not know that about you that, I mean, that I'm, I, I wanted to wait to ask you the question. <laughs> so this is really a, this is a bomb from the beginning. I love <laughs> um, because you know, there is, when people talk about meditation, I don't want to go off on a different subject, but they say, when you're daydreaming, you're really meditating, mm -hmm. you know, and when you're meditating about something, there are ideas always that come into your head about things mm -hmm. and, or you're, um, you're thinking about somebody and they call you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we all have this opportunity to kind of uh, plug into that, so to speak, and maybe you're just receptors or are open. You know, I'm just going your... into a different different dimension, and that whole theory or idea is kind of the undertone of the book, as you know, because Jane travels to a different time, and um, I kind of address that, like, what is time? Which is what she's living in the past? What happened to her in the past, or is she creating it and then going back to it? So, it's it's all in there in that you know, under the guise of time travel and, and fantasy, but, um, you know, who knows? <laughs> did you research, um, time travel or did you just, um, I am kind of a nerd <laughs> at heart. So I read, I read a lot of science and history and, um, metaphysical stuff. Uh, yeah, I love all that. That's really fascinating to me. I'm really fascinated about the, the universe and how it works and time travel and time warps and black holes and <laughs> the, the sun. Um, yeah, I, I'm just fascinated by that. So that's where all that sciencey stuff comes in, mm -hmm. in the book when she talks about time travel and getting through, because when I, you know, I do, I loved Outlander, who doesn't, I love the time yeah. traveler's wife, they were great books. But one thing that really bothers me about a lot of time travels is like, you don't really think is that possible can I wake up in a different time so I wanted to make sure that the science behind my time travel was as accurate as it can be where somebody could go you know what that could probably happen yeah. <laughs> that's pretty close to science as it can get yeah. so um yeah so I did a lot of research to make sure that it was as 
as possible, as feasible as possible. Cause my brain would go, that's not possible. That's how I read things. I'm like, that's not true. That can never happen. Same thing with a movie when you're watching it. It's yes. like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, they can't run that fast for, you know. And dodge all those bullets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, unless it's about the matrix where it's really good. Uh, you Which know. is fascinating. I love it. Yeah. So it's kind of that all that um, sciencey, metaphysical stuff that I love that yeah. I threw in there. So you'll, you'll read it. You'll see it if, if you're interested. Otherwise you can go, yeah, that's possible. But I wanted it to be so accurate that if some scientist actually looked through my book to see if it was true, he could go, she's pretty damn close. You know? Yeah, that could be possible. It's not completely unfeasible. Yeah. And without sounding woo-woo, okay, I know we're both from, <laughs> we're both from California. Half the people. <laughs> we, we can talk like this because we're both from California. So we talk, <laughs> talk woo-woo all day long, but there are coming out with possibilities of anti-gravity and all sorts of things. So, you know, we don't know what's possible. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. So that the fact that you kind of did that research on that. So Jane came to you kind of through some, just some ideas and some channeling. Would, was she based upon anybody that you know? No, I don't think so. I, um, Quite honestly, I wanted to have a character that wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, beautiful and perfect and great body. And, you know, I just wanted the average person, you know, just the average girl, average woman and have this experience about life. And I kind of talk about that in, in um, a scene in the book where she goes to a bookstore in England and meets the psychic. Um, and the psychic says something really poignant is books help us help readers help people relate to the common man these are just stories about average people and that's what I love about books because you can take somebody so unordinary and you know and, make, and um, make them spectacular in a story right um, you know right. and I, that's what I love about books you know you, yes we have books about famous people and all that but it's just taking the average person and writing a story about them and they become something important and you're looking look at a little snippet at their life well i think what you've just said is that everybody is you know without getting too woo woo i mean we really are spiritual beings inside mm -hmm. a human body right and so everyone has a great story everybody has a story everybody, everybody has, has a purpose and, yeah. yeah everyone has a purpose and and uh you could take anybody and make a really great story of it yeah um, you can and 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 learn from just by reading the book mm -hmm. you know if you really uh want to be wise you you learn about everybody's story right mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. everybody matters so jane is just an average everyday you you kind of paint a girl <laughs> you know she's she's an executive, you know, kind of curator for a museum. And she does this research on a lot of antiques and, you know, kind of the dressing of period pieces and that sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she's, you know, like many of us have been kind of heartbroken because her love of, unfortunately, it just was this separation and and there was a little bit of a falling out and she was in her kind of a, a mood, right? Yeah, she's and heartbroken. She's heartbroken, yeah. And she's really having a hard time being in, in the reality of it, you know? Um, and she's going to travel. And the one thing that she says is, maybe this will be great for me because 
I'll, you know, get this off my mind. Right. Renew, it's to renew her soul. She's like, you know, this would be great. I go somewhere different. I get out of my box of Los Angeles, you know, concrete Los Angeles yes. all the time. And I get to go to England, you know, lovely England. Who, what, who wouldn't love that, you know, to refresh yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she's just going there to renew her soul, but can I tell you this story? Yeah. So she, she's, you know, going and, um, she is confronted with reality of dating and she just, doesn't like this so she goes into a bookstore late at night and she meets this book owner who's a psychic and she's from los angeles so you're like yeah you know you, a diamond dozen right yeah you want to tell me something but the psychic says you are special and you were born under the black moon and you're going on a journey and it's going to be significant to you and so jane is like yeah i heard that before <laughs> i'm already on a trip what big deal but uh the next day she goes on a walk and um falls she falls through she feels a vibration and all of a sudden she, her life goes blank. It's like, she's falling through something. And the next thing she knows, she wakes up in the 19th century and then her story begins. So it's just kind of fun because it, uh, it's, it's, I'm doing this juxtaposition, you know, like yes. this whole wildlife. And, and then she thinks that, you know, going back in time is going to be different and more romantic, so to speak. But, you know, you, you realize that and I think the doctor says this, you know, people in places don't really change. Oh, the doctor is the doctor <laughs> is the first one who really knows the truth. He's the mm -hmm. only one. Mm -hmm. And so it's let's keep this between ourselves because, yeah. you know, people gossip and, you know, we all gossip. But back then. Mm -hmm. everything was about gossip there oh, was the internet and there wasn't the newspaper and there wasn't the daily caller and there wasn't you know there wasn't <laughs> all this you know super load of information so you know especially the house you know uh uh work the house help right they all talk amongst themselves and so i have i want you to describe jane though for me like her physical you know what she looks like Oh, you really want me to do that? <laughs> you not want to because wait, because I really want people. I I purposely don't explain her all at once. You get little snippets of her, like when she's fitted for dresses and you know talking yes, about her dress, where I'm at. her that's shoes, I'm at. and and so I I and I purposely didn't want to face on the on the book cover because I think I want you. I want everybody to feel like they're Jane. Yeah. I, uh, so I had this, I had this, you know, I have a, I have a wicked sense of humor. Um, and I was just, you know, um, thinking because I've been in the beauty business for 30 years and, and, uh, ask us beauty is all about, instead of us giving our patients or the doctor's patients, the information, we opened up this whole ask us beauty magazine to put the real influencers, the, the real influencers, not people who get products and just say, oh, here, I really, I read this book and I really like it. You should read it. Or this beauty product is, is great. You should try it. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I just was thinking because I've seen so many people go through body makeovers and mommy makeovers and breast implants and I just thought, how funny would it be if this woman showed up really, truly from, you know, the 21st century with these big implants in this, <laughs> <laughs> what on earth would they think of this? 
I know because everybody saw her naked. <laughs> right, they did, and we won't go on about that. But they did see her naked, and you have to read the book. To yeah, she's got naked in a field back in the 19th century. Yeah. Yes, it was kind of like what it what what that you know. <laughs> it was so kind to just yeah. throw a coat over her and you know get her out of the get her off the the lawn, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I just I couldn't help it, but think just because I I sometimes think how absurd it is that. You know, um, what if we went into the past and, you know, what would we look like to other people if we had big, big cheekbones and big lips and you know, <laughs> everything big and small and, you know, yeah. I just thought it would be so funny. So yeah, she's really natural. She's naturally beautiful. I mean, she's young, so yeah. she's natural, very natural. And I, you know, purposely stripped her of her clothes for the story. Um, because because of the elements of time travel and what it means when you're traveling through times and its particles and you know there's a whole other science behind that but I wanted to make Close sure don't we come. <laughs> yeah. Close so don't come. Just don't come. Time travel. Your clothes. <laughs> be comfortable with your naked body. Right, because yeah. the people are going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so imaginative though how you captured you know, the really the travel and the romance, but it's not really, it's kind of like, you can kind of tell there's something going on, but it, there's really nothing. And you're waiting, anticipating to kind of see. Well, I, I wanted to, so again, going back to, you know, what, what I write, I call myself literary romance because I really wanted romantic stories and I love romance, but I don't really I'm not a fan of romance books because I like um, I like different kinds of stories. I like you know like the science in it, um, but um, and not that there's anything wrong with romance books. They're very fun and <laughs> I love to read them. They're, they're the that uh, special like hideaway reading romance books. But for me, I wanted something a little bit more literary, and I and I, I like I love reading 19th century literature. So I love you know Pride and Prejudice, and I love um, Jane Eyre and um, um, oh God, I, I can't even think. Well, you learned so much about the the time era, and here we now are in 2022, almost to 2023. And I don't know about you, but when I was in high school in the 70s, I was like, you know, oh wow, you know, in in night in 2020, I'm going to be, you know, oh my God, I'm going to be this age, you know, I'm going to be 60. Oh my <laughs> God. How's that going? How am I going to be, you know, I'm going to be old lady sitting on a porch, you know, uh, in a rocking chair, you know, that's kind of how we imagined ourselves, but it's not really the case. We're, no. we, don't have, we don't have spaceships flying around and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, or maybe we do, but we just can't see them. And we're definitely not like the Jetsons traveling to work with our- no, we're, we're, you know, definitely modern women. Like I look at Pride and Prejudice and I, you know, going back to the romance section, I kind of wanted Jane Austen to be a little sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a modern woman. I do like it, you know, a little spice in my books. And, um, but so what that's kind of like, I wanted to take 19th century literature and bring it to the 21st century woman with a little- you know, pizzazz and sexiness to it and, and things that I like as a woman, you know, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong reading a nice, beautiful, sexy. So, um, and it's, it's not only just that, which I think everyone will find not sappy because mm -hmm. that's a romance novel. So I get what you mean by that. This is not sappy. This is like a page turner because you're waiting to find out what the heck 
you know, is happening. You could tell that there's something, but it's not the era of engaging. It's mm -hmm. very standoffish. People mm -hmm. are not like, especially England. England is very, you know, they're not as extroverts mm -hmm. like a lot of other countries like Italy, right? Right. I've traveled to England. I've traveled to France. France. I've traveled yeah. to Italy and Germany and, 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 uh, you know, a, a few South American countries. And what you do get is it, when you go to maybe not so much now, but when you go to England, there's not a whole lot of eye contact. It's considered kind of rude to stare. Um, they're much more, you know, polite about things. And so, you know, this takes you back to the 19th century where they are very, it is very rude to ask too many details. Mm -hmm. And so this is the interesting part of the book that I've covered is that, you know, they're all kind of curious as to, she's the blah, blah of somebody that they know, a relative, and how did she get here? How come you didn't tell us, um, you, you know, what kind of single woman travels alone like this? And, you know, so the, the creativity with this, yeah. uh, how she's on her own and having to deal with this uh, kind of charade, and she's still trying to realize that She's not in her world. She's in another She's world. She's a modern woman, thinks like a modern woman. And sometimes that comes out in several scenes, as you know. Yes. Um, and, that, and that's the balance of writing a book about time travel you, and, and getting the wording right and how one speaks, how she speaks versus the other people speak. Or even somebody called me out that they called it a very Americanism book of England. She loved the book. But, um, you know, I use terms like drapes and sidewalks, but they also, I don't think they realized that I had to make sure that it was from Jane's perspective and she's American and she's going to yeah. call things from the American perspective. Um, I tried really hard to get it, but I did get something wrong <laughs> um, about the book that they pointed out. But uh, those things happen. You know, you can only just. Yeah, and you're always going to find somebody who's going to find it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do that. But I mean, this is an escape book. It is a lovely escape book and I'm so enjoying reading it because it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a history lover as well. And the fact that, you know, they're, they get by just being normal mm -hmm. and how compared to our world right now, you know, we've got the TV and we've got, you know, uh, we don't have people, you know, uh, meeting at dinner on the on the minute, right? It just doesn't <laughs> happen like that. It didn't happen in my house like that. Yeah. And so we always, though, when I was younger, we always had a Sunday dinner. Everyone had to be, you know, in the house and at the table at a certain time, but that's all kind of going to the wayside too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it gives you this perspective just, just opposed to where we are now, what it was like back then and how much has changed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, and even even when she tastes the water, mm -hmm. you point out that it has a real minerally taste to it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I bet everything she's eating, everything she's drinking is totally, you know, organic and not even available half of it, you know. <laughs> right, right. <It> sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so when uh, how much can we talk about? I don't want to give anything and spill. Oh, we can talk all you want. I, you know, just going back to what you were saying is, um, you know, 
about the world we live in and, and this is a book to escape into. That's another thing that I, the reason why I write and I hope my, all my stories do this for somebody. I love a book that I can fall into and just like you said, you want to get back to it. And there were so many books I was reading. I was like, I couldn't even remember the characters' names. I'm like, why is that? So that's why I kind of went back to looking at my 19th century literature and saying, what is it that I love about these books that I'm not getting in modern day books? And I wanted to bring that back to writing. And one of the things that um, I, I that you touched upon is that there's so much detail. You know, the, because you got to remember, people didn't have television, they didn't have phones, and, and everything had to be, if you had a book in front of you, you had to describe it, you had to create that world for them. And that's what I'm trying to do with my writing is that once you get in a book, you're in that world, and you jump into it. And when you leave, you still remember that world, you remember those characters, you want to go back to it. So that's kind of what I'm bringing to my writing is just that sense of escapism. Um, and I want to create something beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I don't mean like perfect, beautiful, perfect women, perfect, you know, houses, the sense of beauty, that, that, that feeling of belonging or that feeling of I'm, I'm escaping from something and, and I, I can put away the world right now and just yeah. dive into something. And, and that's what I hope my book does for people. I think it really does. And there's another part of it that I thought was a really great reminder to all of us is that because like you said, we don't have the cell phones, we don't have the TV, we didn't even have a radio, you know, they didn't even have a radio back then. So people did crochet or they knit or they needle pointed or, and, and the men did all the business and the women were, yes, they were educated, but there wasn't this main stress of having to get up and go to work every day there was this I mean it was basically the biggest stress was wearing a bodice (laughs) (laughs) having to live in that all day busting out of it Um, and and having your children and rearing your children it was if you think about it it's um there's nothing wrong with with that beautiful uh imaginative life of how it was back then and the way people cared for each other, just the scene where the um, cook is cooking for her her cousin who you know had a baby and just how everybody kind of just, even as busy as they are, everybody took care of each other. They're always looking yes. out for each other or being together was so important. You know, yes. like Jane goes writing with Henry, people invite them in and give her tea. You know, it's not like, here you go, gotta go. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, it was, um, uh, you know, of relationships. course, there were relationships and everyone knew one another and it was, you know, there's pros and cons to all of it, but the beauty in this time is that you get to experience the hectic LA traffic and all the people and all of this, you know, kind of, you know, you're, you're not in the, in the details of everyone else's business, right? But there's so many people in her world. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. urban. It's mm-hmm. so crowded and concrete and that you don't get the sense of nature. And so, you know, then she travels to England and and meets the owner who is the, the current owner of the house, who is the relative mm-hmm. of this long past. Handsome Henry Eaton. <laughs> handsome Henry. And yeah. 
he and I liked how you described him too was such a great detail because handsome Henry was just very dapper and these beautiful blue eyes but you know like you didn't say he had this gorgeous wavy hair and he wasn't like you know <laughs> and, and the other thing is that this woman who she's really really traveling with in the modern day time mm -hmm. is a typical kind of party girl mm -hmm. you know just mm -hmm. go out and live your life look come to the clubs with us Come I want her to be my friend. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I have work to do. And she's heartbroken over this guy. And so she doesn't want to expand that part of herself. But they were talking about having a few martinis, which sounded great. And then the next thing you know, she's waking up and she's naked. And now she, I mean, I was herself. It, I mean, it's, it's really about stripping everything she is, everything, everything. she is. It's a, you know, everything oh and there is i don't want to say too much but there is this image that she sees when she first walks into this house that she time travels to in from you know back to the 19th century mm -hmm. and she thinks she sees like something out of the corner of her eye mm -hmm. then she gets kind of spooky and then she kind of blows it off and then when she goes back in time and she goes into the house she sees this kind of image again. And she kind of gets a little startled, like something, this just something going on here, right? <laughs> and so it keeps you turning and turning and turning the page. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about which, here's a part that I'm in that I love and, and it's talking about the clothing because uh, the master of the estate sister, who's just over the moon, fun and loving, and engaging and wants yeah. to know so much about Jane has given her this beautiful, all these beautiful dresses mm -hmm. and they're fitting her because she's not the shapely, you know, she's kind of a, she's, she's kind of, she's got a runner's body. She's, she's like lean. She's from LA. She runs, yeah. you know, she's in shape, kind yeah. of muscular, you know, like not a different, yeah. a different shape. <laughs> Yeah, she's, she's not, you know, she's, um, she's naturally, like you said, she's like a runner. And so they, they kind of make these comments like, well, you're not quite filled out, but <laughs> when you have, you have some babies, you'll be filled out, you know, and it's kind of like, like, that's something to look forward to. Because where, their image of beauty is different. You know, again, talking yes. about her, their yes. image of beauty is different. Yes. And I just love that part of history where, you know, you've got this trends that end up being eras of popularity mm -hmm. on what looks good and what doesn't look good. So, um, and we see, we've seen it in our own lives between Twiggy and these really, really thin to now everybody is modeling mm -hmm. for the average everyday person. So I love it. Tell me about this part where all the dresses, you did such a great job describing, you know, what they were wearing and the detail that went into what they were wearing. Mm -hmm. One part is they were um, afternoon tea. They, she had this beautiful dress on and they put so much time into altering it so it would fit her. And then it was dinner. So she had to change and she's like, I don't understand. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> you know, I have to change. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I actually, um, before I, I was actually in the fashion industry for years when oh, I started. Out. Okay. I was, 
yeah, I worked in a men's fashion industry, but you were involved in the fashion world. We went to fashion shows, we went to fashion week. Like there were so many things. So fashion has always been, I, I actually, I didn't want to be a writer. I wanted to be a clothing designer. <laughs> when well, I grew up, I really- explains it. Yeah, I love clothing and I love older fashions. I love older designers. I mean, I Christian Dior, you know, you know right? Yes. Um, so I, uh, I always loved fashion and that was my industry. And then I, um, I went into more marketing and sales, um, later on, but then I moved into, um, interior design and again, working with fabrics. And I literally could spend a whole day in a showroom, just touching fabrics, going down and touching them and looking at them and putting them together in colors. And yes. I oh. just love fashion, you know, you know? I, I envy people that can, that can do that because it takes a lot to be able to put things together for your home and for, for yourself, even with just what you wear to make you, cause I think that colors, I did a podcast on this with the, this Jill Kirsch, who she is like the Hollywood color person. And people go to her and say, what should I wear? And she's fascinating because she can look at somebody and say, oh, this is, it's, you know, it's your hair color what you should be wearing and so mm -hmm. but you talk about the materials and yeah I'm I, details I love buttons um you know ruffles pleats um clothing if you've if you've gone through clothing exhibits at museums you can just see this it's such a beautiful skill set they were really artisans in what they were doing and so I'm just in love with old clothing I just you know and you know she talks about it just feeling the different kinds of wools for different yes. centuries and how it, it got mm -hmm. smoother and depending upon you know how they were making threads so uh, yeah it just it's one of those detailed things that I love it's you know, I just you know it just gets me every time. So well, I just want to make sure that you can see the fabrics that again, going back, like if you're going to escape in a book, I want you to imagine, gosh, I am actually feeling the silk of this dress, or I'm feeling the pleats down the, the placket, or I can feel the belt around my dress. I want you to feel absolutely that. right. And that's where you get lost in the book and you're, you're envisioning it mm -hmm. and see her standing there with a woman who's trying to fit her and the woman has the pins in her mouth and she's hemming and she's trying to keep her to you know stand up straight and not get distracted and you know I think an incredible amount of patience came into living in that era mm -hmm. and um and we're so used to instant everything here right and it's such a, again um a reflection on where we have come and even a hundred years from now what it, what it will be like mm -hmm. so um so we've got jane and henry eaton and henry eaton is he's just sounds dreamy to me he's um, modeled after mr rochester of jane Eyre. <laughs> okay. mr darcy and mr rochester kind of combined for me yeah so yeah. And he's a little stoic and um, and very, you know, um, timely and things are black and white. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, obviously a modern woman with an opinion. So these kind of clashes subtly happen. And I found myself thinking like they do portray her as an American. So she can get away with a few sayings that maybe they wouldn't know, mm -hmm. but even to, I'd imagining her slipping up about something mm -hmm. or even just swearing. 
which women didn't do back then, right? So I just thought she really has to be on guard because she's around a lot of children as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were able to kind of link that in and tie that all together. Without losing her modern sensibilities, I think, um, because it's it was easy to do. And I think when I did rewrites, I had to really go back and make sure that I was making her still modern. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want her to fall into, it's easy to fall into talking like them or acting like them. And I didn't want that to happen. So I, I tried really hard to make sure she was, you know. Yeah, and she was very on. still kind of on, on guard. You know, you can feel this kind of holding her breath at every moment. Should she bow? Should she curtsy? Should she shake hands? I mean, who would, who would think that kind of stuff? But those are the things and the details that you got into that I have to say, I really appreciate. And I'm enjoying so much about the book. How long does it take you to write a book? Is it different every time? This book, um, this book actually took me about a year to write. Um, and then my other, I have two other books I'm working on and I finished them. I just got to go and edit them. And those were about nine months each. That's just my writing style, but you have to understand, I also do a lot of research. Um, I don't always do historical. So my second one will be historical. Third one is modern, but there's still research you have to do. And there's, and it takes time to write. I, 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 God bless those people that can write a book a month or four books a year. I don't know how they do it. You're super writers. I don't know. (laughs) My business partner wrote um, blue collar beauty. I don't know if, if that was mentioned to you confessions of a plastic surgery coach and so we had worked together for 15 years and this is honest god's truth she wrote most of the book on her cell phone while traveling in a car no yes (laughs) yes and of course it was oh my um, gosh it was you know was (laughs) you could read it but it had to go to editors you know several editors actually to be done correctly but I mean, it, she's, and she's adding on to it and she's like, I'll have time in the car. And I'm just like, you're such oh, a weirdo, yeah. you know, I don't know. I can't. God bless I, I'm not that skilled. I'm I, and, and when I say I wrote it in nine months, it takes about another year to edit. So <laughs> I, yeah. this book took me about a year to edit, to go back you and edit yourself. You don't, I have an editor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you have an editor. Editor, yeah. And then you have a publisher or do you self-publish? I'm self-publishing through my company called Jane Wright's Press. Okay, very good. Looking for more writers like oh, me. Yes, let's hear it for let's well, hear literary it. romance. I'm looking for literary romance. It's upmarket fiction, literary romance. And when people read my book, they'll understand. I think you got it too. Yes. You know, what I'm combining, I'm kind of bringing back romanticism from the 19th century and trying to bring it to the 21st century. It just, it's a, it's a style of writing. It's very descriptive. It's very organic. Um, you know, you, I don't know how bring it, bring it. We a love lot it. of detail characters, a lot of characters, relationships. It's emotional, you know, intimate. Um, and, and I just like it. It's, it's better than watching a soap opera. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you to feel and not just read. I think a lot of modern writing today is, you know, let's get it quick. Let's get to the story. Let's get through it. Let's find out what happens. I mean, TV shows are like that. And, and like I say, my, my story is very, not slow. It's not slow. It's a, uh, takes its time. Cool. You know, it's taking its time to develop 
you know, you, the, the love scenes don't happen until later because I want you to see the development of relationships between Jane and, and Henry and why they love each other and how they fell in love versus just like, oh, you're hot, you're sexy, I want to have sex with you. Yeah, and, and he has a daughter. Yeah. I won't get into all that kind of stuff, but there's so many dynamics of it that it would ruin it if you went from, you know, zero to 60, it would ruin it. And mm -hmm. it unfolds very naturally and it's very imaginative and very thoughtful and detailed. So, you know, um, it's called Finding Jane by Elizabeth Conte. Where can people find you? I am at um, Amazon and all, I do Kindle, um, hardcover and large print. And then the hardcover you can find at any bookstore. Um, if you libraries don't carry it, you can ask them to carry it because <laughs> I'm on the library list. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of all over. You can go to like um, your local bookstores and try to find the book and it should be there. That's wonderful. So I ended up getting the Kindle version because I wanted to try to- <gasps> You don't have the cover? Well, you could send it to me. I, I love the color. Is my beautiful. This is the hardcover. I just- I have to show people because it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I wanted everything, we, just really quickly, I'm about beauty. I want to create beauty in the world. And we talked to you just full circle. The world is not a pretty place right now. It's tough. Oh. It's, it's, it's dark. It's tough. And I think the only way we can get out of this is creating beauty. And in every dark ages, it was beauty and arts and music that got us out of that. Yes. And so I'm just doing my little part. I just want to create beauty. I want to create beauty for the mind. I want to create beauty in my gardens. I just want to bring light into the world to counter the darkness. Well, you're doing so that. Thank you. You yeah. really are. And you're a beautiful person inside and out. I can see that. I've so enjoyed talking to you. We've spoken before mm -hmm. about how we want to, you know, talk about the book on a podcast which is really hard because you don't want to give all the goods away. You, you really want to, at least I really want to point people in that direction of finding beauty, finding mm -hmm. love, finding inspiration, motivation, mm -hmm. and hope. Yeah. Hope is the key that we all need to have in our hearts right now. And reminding ourselves of 19th century morals and values that, uh, sometimes could be missing in, in today's world. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's kind of panicky and kind of, you know, upset about either gas prices, food prices, you name it, they're upset about. So bring yourself into a book where you can find a little escapism because this is a lovely story uh, about love, about history. And um, I am sure you will enjoy it. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I almost don't want it to get to the end. You know, it's one of those books. You where, want to stay in it. Yeah. You want to be with these people. So yeah. is there, will there be a sequel to this? No sequel. Okay. But another, there's other books you're working on right now. I'm a single story author. Cause I think when you, when you get to the end, you'll see this should stay in your heart the way it is. Just like Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy stays there that's yes. where you you need to stay and you'll always come back to that all right well i can't wait to to and i don't want to say that no i don't i don't mean that i i really <laughs> can't wait to get back to the book yeah uh, and i can't wait for more of and there's book. so much to come you haven't even gotten to it i know it i am just savoring it because it's romantic it's intriguing i mean there's just so much you're gonna to the end you're gonna be like what? Well, i'm such a history buff and i'm a science buff 
I am I'm also very curious about, you know, are there, you know, portals? Are there, you know, I'm, I'm so curious about Me all too. that stuff. Yeah. And you don't ever hear anybody really talking about it. Well, they're talking about UFOs and stuff like that now, but I think that could be, you know, I think that could be the, the us, United States. <laughs> you know, we're kind of, who knows? We don't know anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So take yourself into a book and get lost. Go get yeah. Finding Jane by Elizabeth Conte. Elizabeth, you're such a delight. Thank I'm so you. honored to have you on as my guest here <laughs> at Beauty Inside Out. And you can also kind of take a look at this month's version of, this is yeah. so funny because what happens <laughs> when I do this because of my background, Robin Roberts is on the cover. And I tell everybody about your magazine because you are what I'm doing. We're creating beauty with just us normal human beings. And um, it's intelligent. It's it's just interesting. You're, you have so many varied topics. I mean, if, if you are a woman, <laughs> you should be reading this magazine because it's inspirational. It and you really meet so many interesting people in your magazine. It's just, and it's just not one or two articles. It goes on the whole time. You're like, does this ever stop? It's a cover to cover yeah. full of women, young and old, yeah. older that are just, you know, beauties at 90. And then you- the People I could, I would sit at a table and talk to and not feel intimidated or it's like, I'm getting to know this doctor or <laughs> this, this oh, and they're artist or whatever. Believe me, all these doctors are cherry picked because they're all really about, you know, building up women and mm -hmm. supporting women and making it's not about what's on the outside. Like I say, it's always about what's on the inside yeah. and make yourself feel good about how you look on the outside. Doesn't matter, you know, to each its own, whatever makes sure, you know, you feel good about yourself, but just take care of yourself. That's the main thing honoring us it's honoring us as human yes. beings first before you see yes. anything else yeah. what can you give if you don't have if you don't or you're not fulfilled yourself and you don't feel good about yourself yeah. it's hard to give and you know that as a mom mm -hmm. right yeah which you're soon to be an empty nester <laughs> not soon <enough. laughs> but you've got winston the dog so you got winston <laughs> and i know you've got to take him to the vet right now so God bless you. Keep thanks. up the great work. And thanks. thanks you again for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye, Elizabeth. Bye.